first episode. Let's go. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of For the Love of Balls, a football podcast hosted by three college guys with way too much free time. First time for everybody, so let's go around the horn and get some introductions in. Uh, I'm your first host. I'm Mason Bartholomew. I'm a freshman here at U of O. Uh, my NFL team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we're going to go to Ryan next. Uh, my name is Ryan McHugh. I'm also a freshman at the U of O, and my NFL team is the 49ers. I have to ditto them that I'm a freshman, and my name is uh, Caden Keeston, and I'm a lifelong Packers enjoyer, hoping for not another NFC championship loss this year. You'll get one, and you'll like it. I'm All not, right. Not going to uh, like it. We're going to waste <laughs> no time here. We're right in the thick of the playoff hunt, starting the podcast a little late into the season. We're going to get into a recap of uh, Super Wild Card Weekend. We're going to start it right off with pretty much the only entertaining game of the weekend, and that is Raiders and Bengals. What a wacky game this was. When you look at the score, I mean, it just looks like kind of your average, you know. It looks like a boring game, and it was, but there was actually a lot more offense. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. kind of realize this. There were mm-hmm. eight drives in which one of these teams got down inside the opponent's 30-yard line, and they resulted in a field goal. That's insane. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. The The red zone offense was atrocious on both sides, and you saw it at the very end when the Raiders couldn't get the ball into the end zone with the, the game on the line. Yeah, I mean, like, although there was a lot of offense, at the end of the day, when you're not scoring touchdowns, it's still just going to seem like a boring game. And mm-hmm. despite it coming down to one play at the very end of the game, I was not really into that game for the entirety of it. I felt like the the Bengals mostly controlled that football game, which, I mean, in a way, we kind of we could have expected that after the Raiders had that long, emotional overtime game against the Chargers prior. I just feel like generally that's not a recipe for success the next week. Is it concerning at all for any Bengals fans out there that your team's playing a defense like the Raiders, who all season haven't had a good red zone defense, and to settle for four red zone field goals when you have to go up against a fresh Titans team next week who's getting Derrick Henry off of that foot injury? It's, it's Derrick not Henry a, doesn't play defense. It's still not a great look, though. <laughs> <laughs> Points are being made Points, here. Uh, but, hey, you know what they say, sometimes uh, a good, off, good, good off. clock control is the best defense. Yeah, I mean, if they have 35 minutes time of possession, that's going to that's gonna change the game for sure regardless concerning for the Bengals mm-hmm. I hope they pull it out versus the Titans go Joey B hey, but a good but, season for the Raiders though I, yeah, really first good time season since for the 1961 an uh, interim head coach has made the playoffs that's that's commendable in my opinion with the head coach getting fired two players getting arrested was it two or three because it was Ruggs, I believe. who was the third I do not remember but all right well sure either way impressive either way. season for yeah. the Raiders hats off to them and uh, let's segue into our next game which was uh, quite a dud, New England and Buffalo. My God. Uh, my God, Josh Allen, good player. Josh Allen, what was he, 20 for 25 with five touchdowns? Yep, he was unstoppable. They, they, there was nothing they could have done. No, I mean, he's coming into his own at the complete right time this year. He's had some inconsistencies. Bills are hot. Bills are fucking hot. They've got yep. four good receivers. They've got a great offensive play caller in Brian Dabble. They've got an underrated defense. And they even ran the ball a little last week, yeah. which was crazy. The Bills don't run the fucking ball. They have to establish it if they want to make a Super Bowl. True. Run. I'm glad they're starting mm-hmm. now. Most Super Bowl teams can at least kind of run the ball. I'm so ready for Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer to get some attention. Those guys. Legitimately elite safety I duo. forever miss Micah Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> Packers wasted Micah Hyde. He we, has been we did. Insane. We did waste him. Yeah. But that's a discussion for another time. All right, let's get into our next game. Not really much else to say about that one. No, we got, Patriots mm-hmm. we got Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. 
um, with a final score of 31 to 15 that did not feel like 31 to 15. It felt like 50 0 to me. And I can tell you, unironically, I was surprised by this score. Yeah. All of, all of us, except for Ryan, somehow, right. decided, uh, pretty much midweek, decided the Philadelphia Eagles were going to go in and upset Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> we said the Eagles were hot and the Bucks were, you know, they're a little banged up, which, I mean, <clears throat> this game didn't really do anything to not reinforce that. The Bucks actually had two more huge injuries. Tristan Wirfs yeah. went down. I believe if it was he doesn't play this week, that's big against the Rams. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that in the spread picks later. But you, you guys let your Brady hate blind you way too much. Like <laughs> at the end of the day, I don't care if you think Brady is just a checkdown merchant or what. He's not losing to Jalen Hurts in the wild card. This was round this at home. Well, I didn't yeah. necessarily think the Philadelphia Eagles would win, but I certainly thought they'd keep it closer than sixteen points. So. It is what it is, but... It wasn't really 16 points. It wasn't Let's really 16 real. points. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was garbage. Tampa Bay dominated. Didn't they... The they had game. no scores until the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Tampa did it well. I believe running the ball for only about three and a half yards per carry. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't It wasn't a super efficient show from Tampa, but Th- they got the job done. This is a Brady-hating podcast, but <laughs> we'll give him credit where it's due. He played an above-average playoff game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then our next game... Very uh, near and dear to one of our hosts' heart, <laughs> Dallas and San Francisco. Hi, Ryan, I think I'll let you take this one first. How'd you feel about the game? On, I mean, on uh, it was just incredible. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo showed up with he sunglasses did. and a suit on, yep. and when you get that Jimmy Garoppolo, there's just there's no you, stopping. You can't him. stop him. I, I mean, don't want to play him this weekend. Sure, he threw an interception. He did. Sure, he tried to throw the game away again. He did. But you know what? They held yeah. it together. My they question did. is. I know the Cowboys Stadium. You like to have the roof. All the sun was coming in. It was blinding players. Yeah. Do you think that combined with just the stallion-like sexiness of Jimmy Garoppolo completely think, blinded the Cowboys? I think defense? it was kind of. The Cowboys had no chance. No. They probably were watching him, and it was just like backlit. He probably looked like Jesus, just shining. Yeah, an aura of handsomeness that day that I think is unmatched. That's literally Jesus handing the ball off. Like I agree. That's incredible. I agree. Even completely. the refs were a little stunned at the, the end of the at the end of the game when they were trying to put the ball down. Speaking of the refs. What the fuck was Dallas doing? <laughs> 15 penalties. My God, it's a playoff game. Can you button up for Christ's sake? I, it's just weird because, I mean, as a Packers fan, I I feel Mike McCarthy, he, he's all right. But with our teams, like, we never had penalty issues with him. So it's just, it's it's odd it's odd to see that, but I guess they were the most penalized team in the league this year. So they were, was, They've been undisciplined. It, it, it was bound to hurt him at some point. And the fact that I believe... Over half of the 14 penalties were pre-snap is inexcusable. It's like, You can't be it, making errors like that in the playoffs. The 49ers deserve to beat them. I don't know what else I to mean, say to be there. fair, the 49ers did have a good amount of offsides calls as well. They it just, it just nothing didn't matter. compared to no. Dallas. Yeah. All right, to bring us into the next game, we got Kansas City and Pittsburgh. One, uh... Another one close to our hearts here on the For the Love of Balls podcast. How you, I'll let you take this one away. How'd you feel about that? Uh, for the first 20 or so minutes of that game, I was genuinely concerned that we didn't show up in the first half of the playoff game once again. It's, it's <laughs> truly, it's been a Chiefs special under Andy Reid. Uh, the TJ Watt fumble return for a touchdown was just an inexcusable play all around. It was quite funny watching your face as that happened. I don't <laughs> fucking know why you give the ball to Meikle Hardman to hand it off to Darrell Williams. Like, I don't take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. I, just don't do it. No, and I appreciate that, uh... They finally decided to play football after that happened. I believe, what was it? Was it a 35 to nothing scoring run after that? 
Yeah, that sounds that something sounds like right. That. It's something like that. I mean, the game was nowhere close to perfect. You can tell Kansas City is a much more flawed team than they've been in recent years, and uh, I, it, they really got bailed out a lot by the Steelers' inept offense. Whether it was Deontay Johnson dropping balls or Big Ben just absolutely missing on deep balls, he yeah, has. You, you know, never know if he didn't drop a couple more of those balls, it could have been twenty-eight forty-two. Yeah, that would have been too close for Real, comfort at the end. Real stressful one there for both fan bases, I think. It was, yeah. Wow. God. Who do you think who do you think led Pittsburgh in receiving yards in that game? I'm gonna go with Friar Muth. It's actually James, James Washington. Washington. Actually. I'll give it to he played well. He played well. Two Couple of those catches, catches he made. Two catches, thirty seven yards. What was it? He had one down the deep left sideline, then he had one for a touchdown late in the game. Yeah. 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 He's a guy who uh, I'm pretty sure he's an upcoming free agent. He needs to get a lot of love this offseason. Mm-hmm. I'd like player. him on my team. Yeah, me too. Well, I mean, that game was another dud, so we can move on to the next one. Another dud. Another dud. Yeah. yeah. Which was, yeah, also a dud. Rams-Cardinals. Uh, I had the Rams side of the spread on this one, and I felt good about that from about one minute in. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like at this point Aaron Donald basically owns Kyler Murray. Uh, he is in their backfield every single play, and that didn't change during this game. The the the, the Cardinals had no chance. No. It uh, yeah. This game raised, I feel like, a lot of questions about Kyler Murray. I don't know. I mean, I know he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, and I know mm-hmm. his play caller is Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> but, like, there were a lot of questionable throws. There were a lot of inaccurate throws. Uh, the pick six on in his own end zone when he just threw it that up was, the ground. That was careless. I didn't like that. That no, was careless football. I I mean, I know you're trained never take the fucking safety, but, like, hold on to the ball. Just take the fucking safety at, at that, that point. At that point, Holy yeah, shit. you just accept the two points. Like, you I mean, it, you ended up giving up seven, so. Yeah. He has he has the talent to be a top five quarterback in the league, but mm-hmm. I'm not ready to move him above seven or eight when he yeah. keeps having games like this. And I don't know I if I need it's more consistency very... from Kyler. Yeah, me too. I need more consistency from the Cardinals. That's true. They yeah. keep starting off hot, and then they just... They fall apart late season. I think partially this has been due to their injuries this year, though. That yeah, is a factor yeah. that we can give we can give them a little bit of slack for that. I think. I think that Kyler Murray just kind of pulled a, a Russell Wilson from the past two seasons prior. Yeah, yeah it's true. Like at the beginning of this year, I thought Kyler Murray was like a top three quarterback in the he league, and I thought he like was it. just budding. And but also, I'm a 49ers fan and watched him run all over the place. Mid November, so. Kyler Murray was number he, one in the MVP. He race. was just the MVP favorite yeah. for a while, and then Razul Douglas happened. <laughs> And then Razul fucking Douglas happened. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. We on the Razul Douglas hype train now. All right, so I think that wraps up the recap. A lot of, lot of great games this weekend. Worst week of football <laughs> I have ever watched. It was atrocious. We threw that, away 20 hours of our lives. We truly threw away the We, we watched every game ever. start to finish for no reason. Yeah. Uh, for sorry. this podcast, for you guys out there, we suffered through 20 hours of garbage. We did. That's yeah. true. All right, sorry. Let's move on to next weekend, which we hope is better. Uh, we're gonna run through the the spreads and our picks for each of them. Let's get it going with the first game, which is uh, Tennessee and Cincinnati. And the current spread is Tennessee favored by three and a half. Who do you guys got? Cincinnati's winning this game. Cincinnati's oh winning God. this game. You've been on that Cincinnati hype the train. Tight, so no, not even it. just the Cincinnati hype train, right? Like next week if they have to play. Chiefs or Bills, I don't know if I could take them in that game, yeah, especially away. Fair. But, like, the Titans aren't – what do the Titans have? <laughs> they are just mid all around. I, I mean, I'm Boy. I'm a known Titans uh, hater around in, in our circles, but I, I can't see Cincinnati winning. I feel like this – like, 
their season, making it to the playoffs, winning a playoff game. I feel like that's a successful season. I, I don't see it continuing this weekend. I feel like ten, Tennessee is just the better team here. I feel like they, I mean, they have a, they're a fraudulent one seed, but they have a bye for a reason. Like I, they're going to be able to win this game. And I think that it's by more than three and a half points personally. I don't. I think I, I at least think the Bengals cover. You think so? I think so. I think the I think the Bengals are gonna be able to attack the Titans secondary. The Titans secondary isn't good. That's a good point. You should you guys wanna name me one Titans starting corner? Oh god. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, yeah, I, I three, two. Uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Kevin Byard's a great safety, he but he can only do safety. so much. That's true. I mean, like, sure they're getting Derrick Henry back, but I mean running backs just the least important position on the football field. 49ers fans don't have an opinion about how running backs are used. Yeah, we're not going to value your statement there. But, I don't know, I I think I'm sticking with my gut feeling, which is the the Tennessee Titans cover. I I just can't picture the Bengals in the AFC Championship this year. Well, we'll see how this goes, though. both of these teams in the AFC Championship. That's fair. This This game just feels like whoever wins this game, like, congrats on your AFC participation trophy, but you're not going to the Super Bowl. Whoever wins this game is going to lose the AFC championship. Uh, the, the two better teams are on the other side. I think for me, when it comes to playoff games, deep in the playoffs, like unless you have some sort of crazy factor, like maybe the 2019 Niners in their run game, like if you don't have an elite quarterback in big games, it's not going to come down to it. I mean, Joe Burrow definitely isn't elite yet. But I think recently he's been playing close to that, and he's definitely better than Ryan. He's Tannehill. better than Ryan Tan. That's a good point you make here. But although Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry is oddly enough quite one of quite a lot better. better. I think yeah. it's going to come down to. I mean, also, is he one hundred percent? That's a good question. He has been. He got injured what week eight, week nine. I mean, he's had multiple months off from his foot injury. You have to imagine he's close, if not a hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, we can move on to the next game. That's uh, it's going to be an interesting one for us, as it is two teams uh, of the podcast so it's playing <laughs> each other. Uh, a playoff rematch that has haunted me for the last 10 years of my life as we routinely get destroyed by the 49ers in the playoffs. So as you can imagine, I'm rolling 49ers spread when I see Packers favored by six. I don't see us beating them by six. I just I don't see it happening. You think the Packers still win, but the Niners cover? I could see them winning, but I think it's probably in a similar fashion to last time. I think that it kind of comes down to do we have the ball last, and does Rodgers have some miracles in him, which this season he has. So I mean, I we might win, we might not, but either way, I think it's going to be within a six point margin. Sounds what do you think, Ryan? I personally think that it comes down to just about three things. First right. one. If Jimmy Garoppolo plays, I think that, I don't know if they necessarily win. I think they'll definitely cover a six-point spread. I mean, earlier in the year, the 49ers were nowhere near the team that they are now. And they still barely lost the Packers. Mm -hmm. I think that if Trey Lance plays, I I see them getting destroyed. I mean, I know that Mason is... A Trey Lance lover, and so you are the world's biggest Trey. Lance I'm not hater. a Trey Lance hater. Yes, I think are. he has potential. It's just he's not I just as think... handsome as Garoppolo. <laughs> I mean, that probably is a is a little bit of the case, but also, <laughs> I mean, like Trey Lance has potential, but I see I view him as Josh Allen. Like yep. Josh Allen, his rookie year is not going to go in and beat Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. No. True, we shut out Josh Allen his rookie year. Yeah, and I mean, it also game. takes. <laughs> What? I enjoyed it. 
Thanks, Packers fan. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a fun day for me. But also, if Jimmy does play, it also depends on if you get semi-healthy Jimmy or not. If you get injured Jimmy, you are going to be watching just pick central. Like, he is a terrible quarterback when he's injured. And when he's injured in zero-degree weather, <laughs> that can't, I can't imagine that helps him out. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree there. I reserve the right to change my pick to Packers minus six if Garoppolo is playing severely injured, which we'll know more about the, probably on Friday. Probably not. Shanahan's not going to tell you shit. It's a tough part of recording this on a Tuesday. We also don't know if the 49ers' two best defenders are playing. I mean, everything True. we've gotten is I think Warner they're probably going to. Go and there, I, imagine that, I imagine that Jimmy Garoppolo probably plays as well. But, yeah. So, I, I think... Uh, I think the Niners probably cover pretty comfortably here. I just their run game is too good, and yeah, I don't know. I might just be having flashbacks to 2019 or 2013. Yeah, you don't or... seem to have too much confidence in. <laughs> it's you the a, you have a top ten defense. Well, let's slow down here. I don't care what the numbers say until I see a Packers defense play like a top ten defense in the postseason. It is not a top ten defense. We'll we'll refer we'll talk about this next on next week's pod. Okay. If we get exposed, I'm going to be like, I told you, but hopefully I'm wrong. I'm going by the numbers, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, the numbers have been wrong before, so. Well, numbers are usually <laughs> we'll, wrong. We'll man. have to see. One of the two of us might have to sit out next week's pod, depending on what That's happens. That's possible, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's move on to the next game, which is Kansas City favored by two over the Buffalo Bills. Mason, I'll let you uh, start with this as you're the resident Chiefs fan in the house. Uh, I think Buffalo, or I think uh, Buffalo plus two is free money. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I think Buffalo plus two is free money. Just after what I watched against New England and the struggles I've seen Kansas City have against playoff teams and good quarterbacks, especially against Josh Allen and the same Bills team in prime time, it's just it feels like it's a recipe for disaster. I don't think the Chiefs get blown out like they did on Sunday night mm-hmm. against the Bills, but I just I don't see our corners being able to keep up with Stephon Diggs, with Gabriel Davis, with Dawson Knox, who was kind of the the resident uh he was kind of living in the end zone mm-hmm. uh, in that game and uh i think i think uh mahomes makes you know he makes one mistake a game mm-hmm. generally and i think that mistake is going to prove costly and what's probably going to be a pretty high scoring game i think i can agree i i feel like buffalo is just red hot they've been great yeah. all year and i feel like this just isn't quite kansas city's year they've been a little off all year and i think this is kind of the game when it shows up big i think buffalo's just kind of they did they got something special this year they're they're currently my pick to go to the super bowl out of the afc so we'll see how that ages i Brian, personally this one like i'm incredibly on the fence about because both of these teams this year are they have a lot of ups and they have a lot of downs yeah, and it's kind of just right now predicting who's going to have the up and who's going to have the down or who's going to have less of the down. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you never know, but I would be shocked if this turns out to be a close game. One of these offenses is going to go off. I guess the Bills do have a more solid defense. However, yeah. I think I have to go Chiefs here purely because they've been here before and That's fair. Buffalo has been here before, but they haven't exactly been successful here before. I know Josh Allen had a good week last week, but also he only had to throw, what, what was it, 25 passes? So I threw 25 passes because he threw a touchdown. Uh, a quarter of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. quarter of them. A quarter of the completions. I mean, I guess I'm probably just going to have to pick against Josh Allen until 
he proves me wrong in the playoffs. I mean, last week I would pick him purely because Mac Jones is less experienced than he is, and also Mac Jones has not been playing well. But That's true. Yeah, I for this one I'm gonna go Chiefs. I think. All right, well let's hop over to the the final game, which is the Buccaneers favored minus three over the Rams. Initial reactions, guys. What do you think? Tampa. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think we're all gonna go. Tampa. I think we're all thinking the same thing here, so I'll just say it verbally. Stat Padford is not beating Tom Brady in Tampa in a playoff game. Yeah, no. They're not gonna be able to run the ball like they did against Arizona. Stat Padford's gonna have to throw, and I, for a dude that has, he's played now four playoff games and has played well in, I guess one of them. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm rolling with the Buccaneers here. I I. I don't really even think this is this is close. Like I like I understand that the Buccaneers lost in the regular season, but it's it's just that's not happening again. <laughs> I mean, I am the biggest Rams hater on the planet. I will tell you they're a Mickey Mouse team until the end. So I mean <laughs> I'm I'm gonna take Tom Brady over the Rams any day, any day of the week. The one thing that I will give the Rams is that the Buccaneers' corners are weak, and I think that's a mismatch. And the the Rams should be able to throw the ball, but I, I just I and until I see uh, Matthew Stafford play really well in a playoff game, I'm I'm betting on Tom Brady here. But I mean, all year it, the Rams the Rams' offensive line is mediocre at best. Do they have Do they have the time to, to give Matthew Stafford like? Are they going to be able to hold up against the Bucks' pass rush for those cornerback deficiencies no. to matter? I don't Tampa think so. Bay's been able to mask their cornerback deficiencies all year with that incredible pass rush. Yeah, I yeah. I completely agree. I I feel like uh, that that pass rush is just too fast, and I don't think, especially because Stafford likes to hold the ball on deeper throws. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's going to take some stupid sacks from that, possibly throw a pick, and. That's just not that's not a recipe for winning against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game screams thirty four to seventeen. Oh my god, totally. Yeah. yeah. Tom yeah. Brady will will his, the rest of his defense. Oh my god, get to out win of this here. game with his leadership. I oh my, see. I, I, god, this is, <laughs> that's disgusting. Uh, we're yeah. I see a Stafford pick six in our future. I see a yeah. Stafford pick yeah. six, but a really well. bad one, like just like the one he had earlier this year, and like Kyler Murray had. Like clean this pocket week. picks. Like, no, oh. not clean pocket. Like Slightly getting sacked, pressured. tries to throw it away, throws oh. it up, pick six. Yeah, I, I see it happening. Yeah, that's most definitely going to happen. Is it intended for Odell? <laughs> oh, totally. It has to be intended. It's totally going to be for Odell. Man, this is going to be fun to look back at next week. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right. I think that concludes our, uh, our spread picking. So Yeah, I think now we should take it to our favorite segment of the week, which is player of the week where we take underrated players and we, we hype them up we hype them up yeah, yeah i love these guys we respect we're, the people who had performances and deserve to be hyped up you're not going to see us hyping up patrick mahomes or josh allen on this pod this is a podcast where we talk about guys Workers. That, yeah hard-working players that need to be highlighted for their performances i'll let uh I'll let mason start with this one who do you got so uh it was definitely a harder week to find kind of underrated players you know the playoffs is usually where your stars start to shine yeah uh, totally so in the rams dismantling the cardinals i do want to give a huge shout out to cam Akers, who is yeah. like fresh off a of mid-july acl tear he was back he his, his stats don't look impressive 17 carries 55 yards he had a catch for 40 yards but really what really impressed me is his willingness to trust his knee when he runs some of the cuts he was making how explosive he looked getting up field uh, he looks back, which, again, six months after a complete ACL tear and reconstruction, 
is beyond impressive to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty impressive to see him. Just the way he moved. It looked great. Um, I guess you want to go next, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, you know, this player, he does get a lot of hype most of the time. <laughs> Normally not your average selection for player of the week. But, you know, this Who's week he be? just... He, he did something that I have to respect. And what's that? He won the MVP. Oh, Jesus. MVP. MVP. Nickelodeon. Uh, Valuable the, player, I guess. That makes complete sense. <laughs> Tell us who it is. Dak Prescott. You know. Mm. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> maybe it wasn't the greatest game from him. No. But he's still. Known ref. In terms of stats. He, he beat out Jimmy Garoppolo. He was did the he? better quarterback on the field stats-wise. Wow. And, I mean, if you do... Look at his play. Not only was he great on the field, he's great off the field. He had a QBR too. of twenty-seven. <laughs> hey. Off the field, he's just a great person. Yeah, you know, I, you gotta yeah. respect his maturity at the press conference. <laughs> yeah. The game. yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, you can't not give it to the MVP. I, I understand this pick. For those yeah. of you that don't know, Dak Prescott in the press conference after the game was asked about. How he felt, what was it, about, about the, the, fans, the fans throwing, throwing things, at, things at the refs, yeah. and his response was good. <laughs> his response, yeah. he, it was something along the lines of, like, good for them. Yeah. It's, it's natural like to blame that. the refs instead of your offensive coordinator who called a quarterback draw in the middle of the field, no or, timeouts, or you, seconds. For or you. not handing the ball to the ref. Yeah. But, you know, honorable I mean, mention. You know that the, the, the head ref has to touch the so ball for every play. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys claim to have practiced this in practice, so I'd. I don't know why this this would come to you as such a surprise, but it is what it is, I guess. Honorable mention to the PR coach. team as well. <laughs> Honor- yeah. They wrote a great statement afterwards. They, did. they really did. Hats <laughs> off to them. All right, so I guess uh, I'll give my underrated player, and um, I'm going to have to give it to Keyshawn Vaughn this week. With both uh, Fournette and uh, Ronald Jones out, I thought uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't perfect. I have a stat line of 17 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown, but he was good, and I think it was impressive that he stepped up against a solid Philadelphia defense and played pretty well. I think that's uh, that's admirable to me. I mean, you know, a guy that doesn't start in the regular season came in, made a couple plays, and when it counted, two Respected. admiral running backs and one whiny MVP. I think yep. that's a great underrated player of the week. I session. think we've we've done a great job giving uh, shout outs to dudes who deserve it. And I think that's yeah. also a pretty good way to end. Yeah, I, I think do too. Uh, this is a good time to to wrap it up. I think this was a great first episode, guys, and we're we're ready and excited to to come back on here next week and recap it all again. Appreciate everyone who's given this podcast a try. Mm-hmm. And hope you guys hope. come back. Just gonna get better from here. Next week, I can guarantee you, one of us will be heartbroken. Yeah, yep. we're gonna have some. Well, there's gonna be podcast. there's gonna be someone in a really bad mood next there week. There could yeah. be two. There could actually be two. Yeah, if I'm our if our picks it. hold up, two of us should be pretty pissy. But next someone yeah. someone will be hated. Yeah, oh, one, yeah, one of us is probably gonna get a playoff win, and they're gonna be uh, they're gonna be anointed the the bitch. Yeah, <laughs> douche of the week. Yeah, yeah douche yeah. of the week. Well, all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys next week.